You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. There are only a handful of moments where you can feel your life change in an instant. The moment you say, I do. The moment your child is born. But performers get to add another to that list. The moment you find out you'll be making your Broadway debut. In an instant, you feel like your life has changed as a door you've always wanted to walk through finally opens. There's nothing more heartwarming than hearing these stories from performers. So I brought together five actors who made their Broadway debuts last year together to share the stories of how and when they booked their first Broadway shows. Here's our conversation. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Bridge Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. These five performers all made their Broadway debuts in 2019. I mean, I said that right? So we're going to learn a little bit about their journeys to Broadway um, and what has surprised them about that thus far. Okay, my name is Holly Conway. I live in Harlem. And I'm in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. I'm Kali Donato. Um, I'm in Moulin Rouge, the musical. And I live in Harlem. I'm Malcolm Armwood. I'm in Town, And I live in Hamilton Heights. I'm Taylor Simone Jackson. I'm an Ain't Too Proud the Musical, and I will be moving into Hamilton Heights in a week. My name is Logan Hart. I live in Midtown, and I'm in Jagged Little Pill. What were you all doing a year ago? How were you making money last year? A year ago from, uh, I would say I was babysitting. Um, So that was my side job, and it's around this time where I got the call that I was making my debut. Sure, a year ago, I had just finished the second workshop of Jagged Little Pill after we had made our Cambridge uh, out of town, um, and I was soon to be unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, this time last year, I had just left tour. I was on tour for a couple years. With a show called? 
Hamilton. And um, I had just got back January 1st. I moved back to the city and I was leaving to go to Australia February like 2nd or something like that. And in that month, I auditioned for Moulin Rouge about a million times. But literally this time last year, we were like, wow, this was when it all started. So I was unemployed, but auditioning and doing the New York Hustle. Um, this time last year, I was Miss Louisiana. <laughs> It was a bit different from my theater background, but <laughs> that's what I was doing. And Taylor, were you guys, you guys did a lot of pre-Broadway. Yes, right? I was actually, where was I? At Beijing or Thailand? I had to take a break uh, because <laughs> we uh, toured in four different cities at the time. Let's talk about auditions, how you got cast, how many times you auditioned, over what time frame. Let's start there. I auditioned nine times for Ain't Too Proud. Each time it was different. I think because we were originating the musical, they didn't really know what to look for. And so um, they asked me to dance, they asked me to sing, they asked me to dance again and dance again and sing again and sing again. Kenny Seymour, we'd met at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and he is our MD for this uh, the show. And he just told me to keep coming around, they'll see you again, and the, once the creatives see you, I think that you'll get the shoe in spot. So I'm glad I stayed. I would say over the span of a month for Moulin Rouge, uh, we had very long um, like dance calls where we learned part of a combination, extended the combination, we would sing in between, we would come back to partner, we would do more partnering, we would sing again, and there were like, there was one day, it was like maybe like 10 to five, so it was like long days, but over the span of a month, I would say, and then like the following week was work sessions, because I understudy as well, so it was like principal work sessions, and then vocal sessions, and it was, at least like close to maybe 15 times in a month. I have been with Jagged Little Pill since about 2013 as well. I, I was involved in the very first developmental workshops of Jagged Little Pill um, and I auditioned about six or seven times over the course of a week. They were trying to get it cast fairly quickly um, but I was in for six or seven times. Around the fifth or so time uh, I was auditioning for Diane Paulus, our director, and uh, she gave me some sides for uh, one of the roles in the show. Uh, which was Andrew, the role that I'm currently playing. But they gave the sides to me in the audition and asked me to come back five minutes later to do those sides. And I came back in with the sides and I thought I blew it. So I sent a little email to the casting director to say, please bring me in one more time. I know that I can do better than this if you just give me a day to digest it. I went home, I worked my sides, came back the next day, went through the audition. They didn't give me any adjustments. And I thought that I had completely blown it. I thought there was no way in the world I was getting cast. And the next day I got a call from my agent that I had booked it. So you kind of never know in the audition process. Sometimes you think it went fantastically. It's down to you and one other person. You're like, I totally booked it. And you don't get it. Or the complete opposite is true. You think you blew it. And the next day you find out you're going to be in a Broadway musical. That's a lot of chutzpah that you like, felt strong enough about what else you could do that you... That's actually, that's actually the first time that I had ever done that, to reach out and say, hey, listen, give me one more try. Um, and it was at the prompting of a teacher of mine that I had been working the sides with. And they said, you know, they, they, they gave you like five to 10 minutes. Yeah. It's worth a shot to, to uh, send that email. And I'm glad that I did. I have to speak now because I, that, my audition was the one where I was like, oh, I did not book this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. I sent a video to Tina in November 
So I was auditioning out of town because because of Miss Louisiana, I couldn't move to New York until July. So I sent a video in November and my agent calls me a few days after and she's like, oh, they loved you. They want to know if you can dance. And I was like, um, yeah, I can dance. I can dance. And that was the last I had heard from them. <laughs> that was it. I was like, well, I guess they don't care. <laughs> um, and so months pass, and I actually believe I was the last person cast in the show outside of the kids. Months pass, and April comes around, and at the end of April, April 30th, I got an email that they were having an invited dance call. And I think they were kind of in a rush to find either a swing or another iquette because everybody was union in the audition except for me, and I was peeing my pants. I was so nervous. So, yeah, so I went to this invited dance call. Um, I had to take an ice bath afterwards because I hadn't been in an audition in so long. Um, and I was trying to keep up with all these equity dancers who, it was just, and then when I got the email that I had a call back, I did not believe it. So I had to fly back up to New York for the call back in which they gave us these packets to learn because I think they were looking for a swing. So it was Eileen, Tina's sister song and a few Tina songs. Learned, I stayed up all night learning them and I sang none of them. <laughs> you mean, you mean actually in the room they didn't ask you to in do In the room the they did not ask okay. me to do And so I'm sitting out there nervous because they're asking the girls to sing the songs and they're cutting them off. I'm like, they're not even letting these girls finish. And so I get in and I sing a song from my book and they cut me off and I didn't even get to the music that they had us prepare. So I was like, this is terrible. And so I read the sides and I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story. I read the sides and instead of looking at the scene person that was reading, I was just picking a spot. I was so nervous. And so they're like, can you do the sides again but look at the girl reading for you. And I was like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I can do that. I can do that. Can take an adjustment. <laughs> I can take a note. If I can't do anything, I can take a note. <laughs> that's it. Um, so that's how that audition went. I felt terrible. I felt like I had no name um, because everybody at the audition knew everybody at Tulsa. And I was very, very, very insecure. And when my agent called me, I thought they were calling me about a different job. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no way I booked Tina. Yeah, and they called they call me that Monday and told me that I was going to be an iCat. My audition journey with Town started um, in December of 2018. So it was on a Friday. We had, there were maybe five or six groups for the day. And in each group, there were maybe 20 to 30 people in each group. And so they dwindled it down. And so I had to come back that evening to sing. And then I got a call back for Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday was supposed to be the last day. I got a call from my agent saying, hey, they want to see you one more time. So we had to go back in on that Friday. So that weekend, Saturday, I was heading home for the holidays. Um, it was Christmas. And they said, so we're going to be, you know, making um, some decisions. And you won't know until after the new year. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was so stressed out the entire break. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope I get this. I hope I get this. I, I couldn't really enjoy, you know, I tried to get my mind off it by hang, you know, hanging out with family and happy holidays. Oh my gosh. What? It was the worst. Um, so I get back a few days after, after the new year, don't hear anything. So I had to continue with auditions and, you know, going in for other things. I would run into people that I saw at the auditions and have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? No, I haven't. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> um, yeah, my agent said that I was taken off the table. I was like, okay, meaning they were taken off hold. I was like, okay, so there's a possibility that I'm still in this running. And then, so I was babysitting one night, and uh, <laughs> my agent sent me, I got a call from my agent. Hey, they want to see you one more time. What? I, I thought, like, 
everything was this done. Week you said it was final. Like right. you, you said you, this, this was I didn't it. Ask you if it was final. You said this is the last. Out of your word, out of your mouth. Yeah, yes. exactly. So I had to go in one last time, and um, there were just a handful of guys there, and I didn't find out until maybe a week after that I had booked. You all remember the moment when you got the call? Yeah, like what went through your mind? Like what is the first thing you thought when they said you booked? I'm gonna go real, really quickly. I was dog sitting at this point. <laughs> Listen, it's a hustle, it's a hustle. So a friend was out of town um, on vacation and she was like, hey, do you mind house sitting and dog watching Little Munchie for me? I was like, sure, no problem. It was on a Sunday. I had went to church that morning. I got back to, the, um, to her apartment I was texting my best friend, and she was like, have you heard from the Broadway yet? And I was like, no. I, I, well, actually, I didn't respond. The Broadway. She said, the Broadway. And I was like, in my head, I was like, no, I haven't heard. I'm just you know, still waiting. I lied to you not. Two minutes later, my agent calls. And I'm like, what is he calling? It's on a Sunday. Why are you calling me on a, on a Sunday? And I'm like, hello? And he was like, hey, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm watching TV. Um, he was like, nice, nice. Um, how was your day? I was like, listen, don't do this to me. What, what, what's going on? He was like. They always do this, by the they way. They do. They do. And he this. did this when I um, booked my um, booked a tour. So I was like, something is up. And he was like, well, buddy, I just wanted to let you know that you will be making your Broadway debut this year, next year. And I was all the emotions. Just, you know, tears, and of course I had to call my parents first, so, yeah. Um, like I said, I did not, I thought they were calling me about a different show, so <laughs> I get home, and it's over the weekend, and I'm just super nervous, and I'm, I'm really confident about this tour, because they called me right after that audition and said they liked you, and they want to know if you're still available, and I was like, okay, I can book this tour, I know I can do this. So I'm just waiting to hear back from them, and Monday comes around, I'm getting ready for a Miss Louisiana event, so I have this face mask on, so I couldn't even take a cute, like, oh, I just booked Broadway picture, so I had this face mask on um, and my agent calls me a little bit before they open and she's like I have to put you on speakerphone and I was like oh shoot they're gonna drop me this is it because <laughs> I had been signed with them for a year but because of the pageant I couldn't move to New York so I hadn't really been auditioning so um, she puts me on speakerphone I'm nervous and then she plays the song simply the best and she's like you're simply the best because you're gonna be on Broadway and I was like oh my gosh the tour is putting me in the Broadway production and <laughs> And I was like, it's so insensitive to play the Tina song when she knows I just, <laughs> and she was like, you're gonna be an Iquette. And I actually cried my face mask off. <laughs> um, I do have pictures, but they're just not cute because it's one of those scrubs. I, it was the sweetest moment. I'm so happy she set it up like that. Yeah, and it was kind of an out of body experience <laughs> almost. I was actually getting ready for my birthday. We were going out for drinks. It was my friend to show me and Ari. And we were sitting in the living room and I didn't have an agent at the time. I didn't get a phone call, I got an email. And I just happened to go through my email, you know, as we're sitting, getting ready to go out for drinks. And I, I dropped the phone and to show me goes, you got it. And I said, yes, and it was just, he, my friend actually got it on video, just running around the house, just running, running, running. It's nothing like that. Sensational. I'm happy to hop in on this one and, and let you know that seriously, all agents have the exact same approach because my agent called. He said, how are you doing? And I was laying in bed. I was like, I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? He said, well, do you know why I'm calling? And of course, I'm thinking they want to see me again. 
I totally bombed the audition. They're like, why do you even have this client? Something along those lines. And I, and, and I said, I'm assuming it's about Jagged Little Pill. And he said, yes, do you know why? <laughs> and I said, I booked it. And he said, yes, congratulations. So I had just landed in Australia and I was very jet lagged. And my agent calls me and it was an odd time for her to call just with the time difference. So I was like, um, I have a good feeling, but also like, you just never know. And so I, I answered the phone and she was like, um, so I can't really tell you any details, but you're gonna be making your Broadway debut with Moulin Rouge. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it was crazy, it was crazy. There was a lot of things that were kind of circling in amongst the the creative casting process because some things were still being figured out and so they wanted me to know that as soon as I got to Australia they wanted me to know that like I was going to be in the show and I was like that was just really sweet that they they made like the effort to reach out before they could literally tell me exactly what it was so it was crazy and I was with family so that was the best part about it and you know you, you move away from home and you do what you have to do in order to try to make your dreams come true so it's to be able to share that moment with them was like a a really special thing. Special thanks to Malcolm Adwood, Holly Conway, Carly DiNardo, Logan Hart, and Taylor Simone Jackson for sharing their stories with us this week. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. The Ensemblist is proud to be a part of Broadway Podcast Network. If you can't get enough of theater conversations directed into your earbuds from us, there are more than 40 other great theater podcasts to listen to. Check us all out at bpn.fm. Also, we've joined the world of Patreon, where you can support the work we do here at The Ensemblist for as little as $5 a month. Learn how at patreon.com slash theensemblist. And if you don't have the cash to donate $5 a month, you can still help us out by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. One more thing, make sure you're following us on Instagram to see the latest posts from our website where we share the stories of talented artists working in theater ensembles. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.